Okay, welcome to Bed Batch and Beyond episodes eight and nine, which were, of course, the hometown episodes as well as the uh, Women Tell All, of course. So we're going to do a little twofer today. Unfortunately, Aubrey, Aubrey, <laughs> Aubrey, unfortunately, Aubrey couldn't be with me tonight. She is working really hard. She's uh, doing a lot of grad school, being a bad bitch, and um, was with some family. So I have a guest here that. I could not wait to bring onto the podcast. Her name's Amalia Oswald, and I know her from Adelphi. We went to acting school together. We met in 2010, and we kind of recently reconnected over this pandemic virtually, like a lot of people can relate to. So we met in New York City, but she is in her hometown of Virginia currently, and we are Zooming and talking batch. Hi, Malls. Hi. Um... I'm so excited to be here. So long time coming. Well, I know like, short time coming actually, because yeah, actually I am such a bachelor noob. I'm such a bachelor newbie. Um, I'd never watched a season of the bachelor before. I'd never watched a season of the bachelorette. I think like I realized a while ago that maybe like three years ago when I had the flu with like 103 fever I watched a season the first season of Bachelor in Paradise but like yeah literally don't remember anything <laughs> if anything ropes anybody in it's Batch in Paradise oh yeah just as a bypass <laughs> <laughs> but so when we started talking again and you were like oh yeah I have this podcast and I think you would really like The Bachelor and I was like mm, like so many people have told me to watch it and then I was like, but mm, like, what else do I have to do? <laughs> so me and Amalia have been friends since 2010. And it's one of those things where uh, after we come back after a long time, it's always the same. And I just knew one day I was just like, I want to talk to Amalia. So we caught up and I obviously told her about this podcast. And she was telling me about these other reality TV shows that she was watching, like, interesting different reality tv shows she was like delving into like the inner workings of all the people and like all their psychologies and it was just like i was like amalia for one you're hilarious and two you would love comment commenting on the bachelor with me you would love this podcast come on it and she thought about it for like 3.5 seconds and then four hours <laughs> later she was like i'm binging matt season i started getting all the react texts i was just living i felt like i had created monsters it was this group chat with me and aubrey and amalia and i was like ah my babies I mean, my monsters <laughs> yeah i mean like i binged the first five episodes in like a 36 hour period yeah she was, was so into it <laughs> like i am in I am like titties deep. I am here for it. I have drank the Bachelor Nation Kool-Aid. Yeah. And like, quite honestly, and then I like put it, a, I put a little umbrella in my drink and I'm like ready to fucking go. <laughs> yes. You popped open here. your mixer. You poured it in. You popped your little mm -hmm. umbrella, topped it with a cherry. Here we are. Yes. Um, I'm into it too. Super happy that she's here. She's smart. She's funny. Um, And we miss Aubrey, but we're going to do a little twofer of the hometowns yeah. so okay so hometowns opens with hope well let's just say it opens with how every episode opens right a shirtless matt james pumping iron or showering while there's a narrative like a voiceover narrative of him talking about how important finding love is when right, he's always just like oh my god always it's like profound you know the most profound shit ever it's just like repeated just like <laughs> Re regurgitated again with it's like and the big question here is is he going to be a working out in a very small odd room or is he going to be like throwing a medicine ball in the middle of the woods unknowingly he didn't know we were coming and going to be mm -hmm. watching him there but he's shirtless of course they always are but they've been using all of those intro things of the episode now to plug uh, to plug things so it was a peloton plug obviously yes. it's like the third time we've seen the peloton plug i wonder if he actually likes peloton but honestly it doesn't matter i i i'm cool with seeing him shirtless i'm still good eating that kool-aid up pop another umbrella in the drink <laughs> sip that right up i'm cool if, with it yeah i mean at the end of the day it's like let's let's be honest we're not mad we're not no, mad. mad. And to be honest, throwing an ad on it kind of like, like I can tolerate it more. I'm like, okay, yeah. at least they're like realizing that it's a little repetitive. So they might as well just stick some ads in there <laughs> and it's just, it's okay. 
And we're, you know, back at beautiful Finding Nima Colon. Finding Nima Colon. <laughs> the Nima Colon plug every time. Couldn't find a more romantic name. I don't, it must mean something. They were like, let's book a place where the word colon is in it. <laughs> and then make everybody say it over and over because that's yes. us with the paycheck. Nima colon air balloon. <laughs> Nima colon name. What does it mean? The resor- okay, the resort is named after Chief Nima Colon, a native Delaware Indian who in 1740 trailblazed a route through Laurel Highlands Mountains between what is now Cumberland, Maryland and Brownsville, Pennsylvania. An indigenous American. Yes. And like nowhere. Nowhere. Is it brought up? They bring it up. It's not like just acknowledge who Nima Colon was. Nope. They're like, do you think so? Do you think that if every other scene, if we're showing uh, (laughs) the name of this resort, that we should talk about it at all or do, you know, any sort of anything? Anything. But I mean, like, let's be honest, they're so busy showing us the dazzling personalities of the cast members this right. year that they didn't have time i mean like matt james has so much personality it's overflowing i'm full stuffed yeah like i i don't think i could take a fun historical fact <laughs> i don't i think i would burst i think it would be too much just not needed it just doesn't need yeah. to be there. i love that i love that i just looked that up we should have known we should yeah. have known. i mean now we are better we are better so that's a little fun fact. Um, so he's on his Peloton. He's in his little shorty shorts. We're not mad about it. And then um, beloved Chris Harrison, <laughs> beloved Chris Harrison comes out and tells the four women that their families are there. And it's such a shame. I, I just, I love the vibe of hometowns and there's just something about the energy when, you know, the contestants get to go home and get to have that joy of, you know, seeing their families in their home elements, you know, showing the, the lead around. It's just a totally different energy. People are happier. People are more excited. It's just like a shell of what it usually is. I do. I mean, like, I understand like they couldn't do it. Like we know they couldn't do it because of COVID and they were doing it properly. Of course. And that, but I mean, I did feel like slightly robbed and by slightly robbed extremely robbed uh by COVID and the pandemic yet again just this time it's because I was denied my first hometowns yeah you really were you really were that's why you have to watch some other seasons also which I know you're not mad about and you totally will do no I will I definitely will um but they're not the normal stitch yeah and to be completely honest like so many of the contestants we haven't learned about them because they took up so much fucking time with all of this like mean girl ta- catty bullshit that we didn't even learn about these women. And then we're denied another thing to see it, like learn about these women, not because of the show itself, but because of COVID. Yeah. So it's like now we've lost even more information on who these people are. Yeah. I like sucks. That, it does suck. I like that they um make the dates a little more um down to earth now that they're kind of restricted like before they used to be flying here flying there like oh my god so like lavish and it was like obviously part of the reason why you would want to be on the show was you know to Mm -hmm. travel and to see all these amazing places and do all these lavish dates and it's kind of just like now you've got nema colon yeah now you're nema colon and you're just having like whatever date we can freaking pull off here's some champagne here's a blanket here's a hot tub in the middle of nowhere hashtag hot tub in the middle of nowhere i every Um, time i feel so bad about the fact that like yeah it's beautiful but it's also like pennsylvania it's also like clearly freezing like these girls don't even get to use the pool Oh yeah. It's too cold. No, no. I don't even think they can read. Don't, don't quote me on that, but they like, they're completely immersed, but that's a whole nother. Yeah. They, they put these girls through hell this season. They wasted so much time talking about drama and focusing on not what the show is about. They just, this Mm -hmm. season, they have made themselves look so bad. It's kind of fun that I chose this season to do the podcast on because they had so many opportunities that they robbed Matt, that they robbed women that they robbed bachelor nation um yeah people, I, I don't know like there's so much trash reality tv and i love all that and i love this for its element of trashiness but they did everybody a disservice um yeah i haven't learned anything about matt and here we are again in these with the final four hometowns and we don't know these women at all so i started yeah. off optimistic thinking that we would learn so much about them 
but we really didn't. Nope. <laughs> and like nope. you said, we are just bursting at the seams with the amount of personality we gain yeah. from Matt. But I don't know. Anyway, we'll get into that. So Chris Harrison tells the women that their families are here. Um, so we have, I think, Rachel, both of her parents and her sister. Then they, we have um, Michelle has her father and her mother. We have um, Serena has, I think, big, like two siblings and then her mother and father. And then Brie uh, has her best friend and her mom. And she was in her and her mom's new daughter, little teeny baby. Um, yeah. And her emotion that she felt it was just like she was overcome with emotion seeing her family yeah. that just really struck me because this whole time she's kind of shared that this is my family and I yeah. love them and just because I don't have a conventional quote unquote typical family circle this is mine and I'm so happy that they're here and she was just the most emotional and it just it was a reminder to everybody that you know it doesn't really matter if somebody's not your blood if that's your family that's your family and you could mm-hmm. see all over her face that she was just so happy that people were there for yeah. her. Yeah. I think okay so one of the big things that popped into my mind when like Chris Harrison comes out and he's like oh your families are here um and of course they had to quarantine and that's why they're there but I was like so what about the women who went home in the last rose ceremony oh my god like are their parents like were they they, uh, like their families had to quarantine because quarantine is two weeks so were they just like hey, we're putting you all up. And then like a producer had to come in and be like, so your daughter got kicked off. Thanks. Oh my God. I'm so glad you brought this up because we talked about it in the text, but I almost forgot because I didn't have it in my notes. Um, Such a good point because- Like what so, happened? There, there had to have been multiple families in quarantine mm-hmm. for the possibility of- they, they Piper's must, family? They must have basically two weeks ago, whoever did, wasn't gone- Mm-hmm. Two weeks before they filmed that hometown, they they must have invited all of those families and put them on the resort because there's no budget to go. They don't have to spend budget on traveling this year. Yep. They don't have to fly the women and the leads and all the crew and all that shit everywhere. They don't have. Th- yeah, budget is way bigger. So I bet. Yeah. Have people waiting like somebody's yep. dad with a pina colada? Like, oh, we gotta go right now. I gotta get myself <laughs> right now. Oh, uh, uh, hold on. I gotta I gotta get the. Uh, I gotta get the room bill. I gotta get we we've covered yeah. that, sir. No, I uh, I opened the mini fridge. <laughs> uh, I gotta go talk to him. Uh, <laughs> I would. But like, like, I think about like poor <laughs> Piper, and she had such a bad time when like with her breakup with Matt and her not getting a rose, and it was really hard. And I wondered. I was like, so did she get to go see her family if they were there? Yeah, good question. Like, do you think that they got to like? Well, because they don't leave anyway because right the women are, don't leave yeah, they don't leave even on a normal season um these women are kept on product on site for production yeah. they just have to stay in a room and i think that they're probably like catered to but they just have to like be alone i don't even think that they can talk to other contestants i don't think oh wow um don't quote me on that one either but i do know that all the women have to be there until the contract is up until filming is over so they must have been able to go see their yeah. family because I would assume that, like, if your family's there, I'd be like, um, you can't stop me. Bye. Yeah, that would be, um, how, that'd be not, that's yeah. nice, though. But obviously, yeah. that would never happen in a normal season. Like, yeah. But yeah. So, like, crazy question that I had. But then we went into Michelle's hometown. Ever Like, Michelle, our favorite. Oh, my God. Everybody's favorite. Michelle from Minnesota. So, we go mm. to, quote, unquote, Minnesota, a.k.a. Lot 4, <laughs> where they have dressed it up for Minnesota. A.k.a. <laughs> just this path with the cute I loved the bike ride I loved that it was something where she said that her and her family did bike rides a lot and they did them at night it was like a big thing that they did so I like that it was the transportation aspect of it but it was uh it was just really cute yeah. It was very Michelle. It was very Michelle. And I can imagine Michelle just being like, I don't really care what we do. I'm just happy that I get to spend the day with him. That sounds nice. That's something, yeah, that's yeah. something in my family. I, and I do feel that, um, I don't think that anybody really has much control over what the dates end up being, especially at mm-hmm. the beginning. I feel like the lead fills out things. I feel like the contestants fill mm-hmm. out things and then what you get is what you get. And it's a surprise for everyone, which is always kind of fun. But I do feel like for hometowns, they definitely obviously have a sit down, you know, with the contestant and they talk about 
what would you want to do? What, what would be something that you would do? So I do like picturing her just like, I'm down to earth. Like, let's ride bikes, yeah. you know, let's just chill. And I thought that was so cute. Honestly, that's one of my favorite things to do. I would definitely want to just have that time to be sweet. And I liked at the end how they showed him like running her over. Like, he's just a mess. Yeah. Like, oh, man, she's so cute. And he was kind of annoying me, but whatever. It was still kind of yeah. cute. Yeah. Um, and then they do the, the classroom, which I loved. I oh, loved yeah. the classroom. Um, as a teacher myself, I thought it was really lovely that that was what she chose to say, like, this is a part of me. This is who I am. Because when you are a teacher and you're very passionate about being a teacher, it really is who you are. And when yeah. you work with and when you work with kids, it really is much more than just the work hours yeah and And no go ahead no I was gonna say and it's something you do think about a lot so I do like that she was like this is who I am my job and my teaching is a huge part of who I am and I really liked that and I thought it was really sweet I was gonna say I do think it was really funny that she was like well you know if I'm a teacher then like I would expect my partner my husband to like love my students like I love them and I lulled real hard because my partner fucking hates kids <laughs> like <laughs> no, he hates them yeah I'm not really gonna need you to love my students I'm gonna need you to like love how I love them like I'm gonna yep. need you to like totally be down to support just me and whatever I'm doing but I don't need you to love what I love yeah and it's almost like, like love these kids that you've never met let's go on in but I I yeah. mean I get what she was saying but it's just another way that we were robbed of like a genuine experience and I just feel like she was like okay like we're about to go in here and like see them on a screen it's like here's what I have to say about it it just would have been so much better if like we saw her classroom and they got to hug Mm -hmm. her and it just would have been a totally different energy but I mean we get what we get I understand so they go into this theater and there's a good amount of her class on zoom which is just so cute and they're all so Mm -hmm. excited to be there you definitely just know that there's like some stage moms like just on the left of the screen like coaching like, like wearing Cody, their bachelor Cody. shirt yeah. yeah like glass of wine yep <laughs> bachelor nation hard <laughs> cody lean lean farther into the camera look right into the camera you are enunciate you are way too loud on the mic you are way too loud in his ear yeah back away from the mic you're too close <laughs> you're too close to the mic fix your fucking shirt <laughs> you're too eight i don't care don't, you're eight <laughs> don't you goddamn embarrass me that's totally what was happening maybe it's for a couple you know maybe for a couple that totally would have been me I would have been excited if my daughter was on there I wonder how many people were like judging her for I always think about that too when women have these wholesome um teaching is wholesome I feel like that's fair to say these wholesome occupations or careers and um you know people that don't really have any sort of don't really have the right to have any sort of opinion of what she's doing you know people get weird emails from their students parents anyway when you're a teacher like they just have the weirdest opinions I think they know everything I always wonder how um people deal with that like knowing that the teacher of your kid were to go on a show like that or even like Love Island or anything like that you know because who says she can't do that and if she's a good teacher you know but I guess Michelle doesn't really have a problem because she's been so wholesome this whole time yeah, Michelle has been really lovely about the way that she has like comported herself and the edits have been really friendly and very kind to her. Yeah, so. I feel like it's really hard to make somebody that's a really good person look like, I don't know if you're yeah. really dodging all that, all like you can just not open your mouth. Like some people are just, yeah. they, if you're not opening your mouth, they're not going to have much to um, drag you yeah. through the mud with. But, I mean, so- Mich- Michelle is the Michelle Obama of this season. She's amazing. Like she's got amazing arms. Yeah, she really does. You're right. uh, Um, And they have a lot in common. Uh, And he does a lot of outreach for kids in New York City. Like Mm -hmm. that fire that they felt that first time we met. Like, I feel like Uh, Matt has an issue with like, I like shiny. Like he's, he's, he's just moving so fast. And I just feel like he's not giving people enough. I just feel like he's not giving people enough or they're not showing us him giving people enough but anyway he kind of was weird with michelle uh, with michelle on this uh hometown but i mean yeah yeah because then because yeah like the classroom is great i thought it was very sweet how you know i thought he answered a lot of the questions pretty well pretty well Um, 
I mean, some of those questions were kind of hard hitting and it is the question of like, okay, well, these kids are like seven. How much do they know? Like I some, know. Of those, some of those questions I would have been like, um, ask your parents. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Right. I think, uh, I think he kind of handled like, cause kids say the darndest things. Like even if yeah. the parents plan for them to say something else, like they were going to say whatever they wanted. And of course, Bachelor was Bachelor producers were definitely going to keep like any crazy stuff that they said, but they went pretty easy. And I thought Matt handled the questions well. I thought it was cute when one of them asked if they had kissed or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And he was like, we're holding hands. I thought that was cute. But you actually texted us in the group chat something interesting that I didn't think about. Um, oh, yeah. About him laughing at all of the kids uh, questions. Yeah. So I as someone who is a teacher and who has worked with this age group before, Um, and worked with them quite a bit I had an issue with the fact that and this could have been edits it could have been edits I will always say that Uh, but I had an issue with the fact that these kids are asking these questions like do you love Miss Young or like have you kissed her is she your girlfriend and things like that and we then immediately see him like throwing his head back and excessively laughing Like, it's the most ridiculous thing in the world that a child is asking you this. Mm -hmm. And I have an issue with that as someone who works with children, where if it was an adult, you wouldn't be laughing this way. Yeah. You're laughing because it's a child asking you. Mm -hmm. Some of them Um, are funny, but some of them are just genuine, like, you know. Right. And I understand, like, being uncomfortable, but you could see Michelle. Michelle was just like, that's a good question. Like, when you laugh at someone asking a question, it invalidates them. And that can make a child feel very insecure. And they're like, well, I didn't think my question was silly or stupid. Then why are you laughing at it? And I I loved how when she walked into the theater, her tone of voice didn't change at all with the kids. She was speaking to them, how she would speak to an adult. And that's really, actually, I find that I have the most success when I talk to kids or when I communicate with kids, just like normal. I understand like a little laugh. Like sometimes my students ask like very silly questions or like they don't realize they're silly. And then like a laugh kind of comes out and that's fine. But when you are just like throwing the head back five seconds of belly laughter. I know. Like, we see this a lot from him. It's just another way. Like, I don't know. He just, he he has these times where you can tell he's thinking and the la- the throwing the head back and cracking up for a long time is just his time to think like when Heather showed up I'm pretty sure he like broke his neck and like hung out back there was like <laughs> was like I'm just gonna like keep going and then like just slithered onto the floor yeah, yeah it just like became like a donut no but he just it, it's his time to think which is okay but um, yeah also how sweet was the girl who had the note that I loved her that was so sweet I loved that and I just loved that she as a teacher would do that I never got a note from a teacher like that that would have like that would have made my heart swell too I would have saved that too like how the little girl saved it and like she probably couldn't wait to show Miss Young that she had saved that and you know knowing that she would be proud of her for having such an intelligent question she had the best question she asked Matt you know, she insp- Miss Young inspires us every day. How are you going to inspire her? And that answer was kind of like, eh, awesome. uh, that answer was trash. Yeah. She doesn't um, need a champion. Yeah. Answering how would you inspire Miss Young with, I would inspire her by being her champion. Incorrect. Incorrect. That is some gender roles bullshit because it's like, yo, Michelle does not need a white knight. She does not need a champion. We know that our wonderful lady Michelle can handle herself and she can deal everything she needs to with herself. She's an independent woman. Yeah. So, and like, honestly, what a weird fucking answer because it's like, if someone would say, how do you inspire your partner? It would be like by supporting them, by um, telling, inspire, telling them to be themselves. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Literally could by, have said simple things. By encouraging them to yeah. try new things. Yeah. Like blah, blah, yeah. blah. Being her, their champion. Kind it's of a strange answer that I'm not here yeah. for. Yeah, we didn't need it. And I feel like, you know, it's like, oh, God, the guy, it's like he, you know, I'm sure if he could go back, he would change some of the things he said. But it's all about getting into the nitty gritty. So it's like no. even in the little things of language and like the little bits and pieces that we could be doing better in our conversations. It's like maybe at, at some point, like, you know, it'll change something just to be talking. Yeah. about that, So not only is it hometowns, not only is she seeing her parents, but she's the only person who had a connection to what they do and their larger community back home. You're right. You're right. And 
I mean, like, if that was me, I would have been like, I want to go home now. I miss this. Like, I mean, she's, she probably can't teach in person because of COVID, but like the amount of times that she hasn't seen her students. Yeah. That's like, mm -hmm. you're right. That is something no one else has. It's hard. Like as a teacher, it is very hard to leave your students. Yeah. You're right about the community thing. I can't really think of anybody else besides like their families and their friends that have that kind of a connection. So so yeah, they leave and then, you know, we get a little combo about how he, how much he loved that. And then they blah, zoom blah, blah, in blah. on the hand on the inner thigh, Ew. Ew. real close to like... touching his, his groin area. Just Yeah. And it was like a weird talon <laughs> hand. Yeah. Like it was like two talons brought together. <laughs> yeah. Like two, I mean, two chickens holding hands. Or yeah. Something. Very close to his balls, but it's yeah. kind of like, you know, if you only saw somebody a couple hours out of the day and then you were literally like shut away from them, I don't know. I might try to go for like yeah, the I, inner I thigh. I'd be I like, I'm for, comfortable with this. Yeah. And next time we see each other, I'm comfortable with being on the inside of the pants. I'm comfortable yeah. with it. <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> so listen, you know. I'm trying to get my time. <laughs> I'm trying to get my Simon. So like I'm going for the scrote chat. Like, yeah, I'm going. Just I'm, so you know, <laughs> I'm going for that scrotum. <laughs> this is consensual. Talons yeah. holding talons. Talons holding talons. So they always love to show us that. Um, and then we go to her family's house, and he has like random gifts. We're not really sure where the gifts come from. We never see oh God, them. The gifts. I just think of the sad production assistant who had to go out, and they were like, "Okay, Todd, you need to fill these gifts with a bunch of tissue paper, so it looks like there's something in it, but there's clearly nothing in it." Yeah, just like you like- know. Heather's poor Todd. Her. Yeah, you know, poor Todd like sat in a in a room for three hours filling those bags. <laughs> they were like, this tissue paper is the wrong color. Yeah. <laughs> no one told me that. The tissue paper is the wrong color. You're gonna have to redo this, Todd. Yeah. Okay. Like, or not Heather, like um Rachel's date. Rachel's shopping date. Shopping yeah. date when she came in with all those bags. It's like, hey, nothing that she bought would fit in there. There's literally 30 bags uh jimmy chews just i don't know i don't even think she bought those whatever so he has a super non-personal gift for michelle's parents <laughs> and i hate this too because it's like god you're stripping us of everything they can't really go hometown like right. like why can't they have like i don't know like why couldn't the gift be a real thing okay whatever if production gave it to him but we never see the gifts after they walk in the door there's no like which means obviously they're not like a real gift why couldn't, I don't know, Matt, like maybe ask production, like, oh, like this would be a nice thing. Like ask the damn guy to bring these parents a real gift. Like, what would you really bring Michelle's right. like a real life person? You know, what would you bring? Yeah. And if it's flowers every time, that's fine. I, I mean, I still think that would be good. It would be more genuine than just like a random bag that we don't see them open. And we right. don't see the scene of the dad or the mom like being gracious and accepting the gift. Like that's a bonding experience to give and receive a gift. Nope, they don't give us that either. That's fake too. Yeah, <laughs> such a nice moment too of like getting to know not just Matt, but also like getting to know the parents and showing the effort that it, I mean, the thing is here that I think that's missing from these hometowns is like being in a relationship, being in a partnership is an effort like there are positives and there are negatives but part of that effort is joining a family i would yeah. rather just not even have the gift if it's not real i would just rather right. not even have just it. do flowers yeah just do flowers like the food too i'd rather them not be sitting in front of food if they're not gonna eat it like yeah, let, like can they have many, a little bit like how many sad <laughs> pieces of like like grilled cod have we seen this season <laughs> with that like sitting in front of the women also if you've noticed at a lot of these dinner dates matt is eating red meat and the women are not yeah it's like but there's st- and there's st- like that's still kind of in there same with the drinks like those are personal it's like mm-hmm. okay so sure that's what they actually like so why don't you let them right. eat it let them talk about it let him feed her let them like enjoy the food and have it break the ice you know for the yeah eating. like that's what people do on a date the food kind of breaks the ice you get a little warm yeah. in your tummy and then you're ready to have a good time it's just like i'm so sick of all the fake shit we have enough of it yeah already and this season's just like od and I mean, like, like yeah, <laughs> this, this season has OD'd on fake shit. Like, <laughs> speaking of fake shit, um, let's move into uh, Matt James and his diary of, like, uh, rehearsed answers for these parents. Oh, oh yeah. my God. It's like, these hometowns were like fucking Groundhog's Day. 
because yeah. it was the parents asking kind of like similar but different questions depending on it because it was edited in a way where we got a different question from different like the different parents but it was just Matt giving this like slosh of the same shit yeah over and over and over again and so then we get Matt with Michelle's parents loved her dad her dad obviously yeah super sweet but I also feel like he wasn't really um I feel like he wasn't really grilling him because you could tell that he just trusts Michelle mm-hmm. and is just so proud of Michelle. So he's just like, okay, like, I hope you're a good guy. And to be honest, if you're not, she's going to figure it out and she's yeah. gonna, that'll be it. She's so an I feel adult. Like, yeah, she's an adult. So I feel like in general, he was just kind of like respectful of like, honestly, the filming and the process. And so I don't really think that, you know, Matt was in a position to like, um, he wasn't really asking him like super hard questions. Cause I, th- I think it's interesting when we see the parents because the parents didn't really ask to be on TV. It's like they're right. here because they love their kids. And, you know, in some way, I'm not sure if they get compensated in any way. I've never looked that up either. But for the most part, they're there because they love their kid. And they don't like, I don't know, most of the time, they probably don't know how to sit in front of a camera or, you know, film a scene. It's just like, he's just here because he loves his daughter. And for the most part, he respects it. He doesn't like push any buttons. And I feel like usually the first family that they show you is kind of like a nice safe start, like just kind yeah. of like a wholesome experience. So Matt totally gets away with like the whatever answers because the dad's just like, okay, hope that's enough for you. <laughs> okay. So Michelle's dad asks Matt and their little, can I steal you for a minute? One-on-one talk. And he's like, so what do you like about Michelle? And I kid you not like Matt James answers with, she has opinions. Yeah, horrible. And I was like, um, so you like her be like, of course you like her because she has a personality, because Matt doesn't have one. Right. Matt's personality is shirtless on a Peloton. Yeah, he just, I don't know. Again, we don't know if they're editing Matt like crazy because they're trying to avoid controversy and like real issues yeah. at all costs and just like wear the happy face with this diverse lead that everyone's been asking for. I don't know, but I honestly think. Part of me thinks that they picked Matt on purpose because he is a little like one dimensional. He is he is the Musili. He is the granola. Yeah. So like, I don't really think he that is they're a gonna... brand muffin. Yeah. I don't really think they have a firecracker like Rachel Lindsay on their hands because honestly, I think that that has backfired for them. Yeah. It has kind of created um, an awareness among viewers and kind of just like a camaraderie among people who are fighting for more inclusivity. She's been um, really on the record about everything that she thinks the franchise needs to change. And I don't know if they, they really were ready for all that was her. She's kind of been the ring the ringleader of all of that, which is kind of a mm-hmm. shame that she's taken all of that on her back, but it's just the kind of person she is. And I don't think that that's mad. I don't know. I just don't get that. So maybe they did that on purpose because they thought it would be a safe, safe pick. Yeah. He is cornflakes. Like he is, he is a good source of fiber. Right. But like, <laughs> he's not, you know, he's not, he's not getting your nipples hard. No, he's they might've chosen Matt and they might've done this to take an easy way out, which they do often, but I don't know. It could just be, there's been lots of boring leads. So I could be thinking, I could be thinking too far into it, but. I mean, I do think a lot of this is editing because I feel like when we started this season, he had much more personality. You think? I thought he had more personality, but maybe it's because he only had so much and they kind of showed it all within the first two episodes. Yeah. And then Um, they wasted everybody's energy on petty drama that nobody really wanted to see. Well, that's the thing is I learned more about MJ and Victoria than I did about Matt James. Yeah. Yeah. Super depressing. But Um, I will say like, as we continue on with this episode and talking about it, we start to see Matt's personality finally. Yeah. We do start to see a, a little, a little bit come out. Um, and I hope we see more. So anyway, I just have to say before we wrap up with Michelle that I loved, um, when his dad says like in the confessional goes back to, you know, seeing these parents in the confessionals and in the scenes, it's like, they don't want to, they don't really want to be here. And then at one point he's looking at the producers and he's like, yeah, you know, there's the possibility that he could be in love with multiple people. And all the producers are like choking on their, they're like, "Ah." like, yeah. Like you're, you're you're right, sir. You really could be. Tell us yeah. how you feel about that a little bit more. It's like, he's yeah. in the he's in the confessional while literally thirty feet away. Todd is stuffing the faux present bags for the 
other family. Right. They're like, yeah, they're like cleaning out, cleaning up makeout yeah. slobber, like from the last. Yeah. It's the other girl. It's like, yeah. don't even, don't even go there with him. Um, yeah. But his, her family was sweet. Um, And then at the end, I don't know, he started looking at her kind of weird. I, I just felt like he was kind of like the fire that we felt with Michelle on that first one-on-one and that she yeah. had kind of been waiting to get. And I think she's just so wrapped up in it now that she can't really see how like checked out he kind of seemed. Yeah. He seemed a little checked well, out. I thought he was looking at her weird and they didn't say, I love you. Well, so Michelle says uh, that she is is it falling i think we at this where we get that she is falling in love with matt that is what she says yeah and matt responds by kissing her yeah cop out like that's the worst cop out not the worst thing ever i mean we're gonna we're about to see worse but yeah just from somebody who's been so like all over the place with how he feels it's like i don't know if he was just kind of like being more subdued the whole time and kind of just like you know not really letting too much um be known with people like that's fine like that's definitely something actually that more old school cast members used to do like people used to really be um kind of secretive about how they were feeling which I don't know if that's actually good because you I mean it's good to communicate but as a lead I feel like it's kind of common for them to be like thank you silently and then just kiss them like give them a look and then kiss them which I mean in a way it's not the worst thing you could do but he didn't say it back yeah that was hard and then, so my overall on Michelle, my overall note was boring. And I feel bad knowing Matt is probably going to break her heart. I know this kind of solidified. I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't want to say it again, but yeah, I mean, right. I'm still going to have hope. I'm still going to have hope. Michelle's yeah. my favorite. Yeah. He's my front runner. Yeah. So I have hope. And then we move on we to get Rachel. the clear front runner, yeah. Rachel. So let's talk about the fact that Michelle starts her date with this adorable little bike ride and Rachel rolls up in this like gas guzzling environment ecosystem killing and like hot fucking F1 car like yeah. who are you like the well, she gets the bells and whistles I don't know why this is that she gets bells and whistles so of course they like get in she car. doesn't have a she doesn't have a personality yeah 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 and they, they've done this they've textbook done this before I think that um, Tasha, because Tasha is from Colton Underwood season. I'm pretty sure, like, by the book, Tasha gets in a car, drives Colton with a blindfold onto a plane, and they go skydiving. Like, it's just, I feel like oh they God. were, I feel like, I don't know, it was just like a filler yeah. thing. Jason's dad was like, doesn't she do skydiving? Like, isn't that something that she's into? I thought she said that. And I was like, no, like, I don't think that this is like something that yeah. she does. So I don't know. I don't really know, like, if she's just not really connected to her hometown like that also interesting because all the drama surrounding her and like her culture you know from Mm -hmm. growing up in Georgia it's like we saw nothing of Georgia they're already like avoiding everything at all costs and this could be editing because all this shit came out you know before and they could have done more editing than they initially had Mm -hmm. but I don't know just like so we see a bunch of nothing like they go skydiving and it's cool but there's no like bike sweet bike ride there's no moments it's just like they get on a plane she, this is her up with a 12 year old and then they jump out of line yeah well this is yeah and out of all of the hometown dates this is the one where like you said we don't learn anything about where she's from anything to do with her hometown or the way that she grew up and in previous episodes she has been sold as this like southern belle like this georgia peach yeah and like they push the southern because matt pushes the fact that he's from the south and that he's from north carolina pretty hard yeah and so they have brought it up in past episodes that he and he has said that i like the fact that she's from georgia and that she's southern and that she understands but here we're getting none of that because yeah like nothing like no not even Georgia peach reference like nothing at all nothing and i can tell you like i if anyone was like oh yeah georgia skydiving and f1 racing cars like what yeah, I don't know. Kind of weird. Just completely surface. But honestly, I'm not surprised because Rachel's had no substance this whole time. Their relationship yeah. has had no substance. I don't know if it's editing. I'm starting to think it's a little bit of half and half. No substance. Yeah. So yeah, then she eats grass. They jump out of the plane <laughs> and she eats a big old face of grass. Oh, and, and actually, it was rough. It was rough because no, you don't want to get hurt like that. Yeah. Nobody should be getting hurt like that. It I like bad. She is not my favorite contestant. I do not want her to win. 
but goddamn, no one, no one should have to get physically hurt, like you said. And that was hard. And I felt so bad for her. Yeah. But she did have makeup and hair there. Yeah. I was like, nobody could have wiped off all the white girls highlighter, like on the first cocktail party nights. Like he had highlighter on his nose, like in every freaking confessional from making out with these girls. But I don't know. They were all up on her after that happened. I mean, with reason, because she looked like she looked like she was pretty messed up, but they fixed her hair and makeup. And then they had a moment. He was really like worried, which was sweet. And I could really tell how into her he was just by where the conversation went. Like they just started getting kind of like for the first time, it took her slamming her face into the earth kind of like get something real to be talked about which Mm -hmm. is kind of unfortunate because I don't think that would have happened if she didn't get really hurt, but I don't know. It gave them something to work with the filming yeah. because she was kind of like taken aback at how he was reacting. And she, she said, you know, that's how I would want to, you know, that's how you would expect your partner to react. And, you know, that was kind of nice that like he could be there for her in that moment. And you could see in his eyes, his eyes say a lot and you could really see that he was worried. He was worried. Yeah. Yeah. And There was some realness. Yeah. I also made a note saying here that this is the first time that Rachel sounded like an adult. Yes. Like she has always sounded young. I mean, like immature, like a lot of learning to do, not ready for things like a whole commitment. I mean, she sound, she, she sounded like an undergraduate college, like a college student. Like she sounded like she might be like 18, 19, like not ready, just not mature. She just never sounded mature. And this was the first time where it was like, oh, she's not talking about caddy drama. She's not talking about shoes. She's not talking about her boyfriend. You know, it was like, I'm so scared to be in love. Right. Substance. It was substance. And she sounded like an adult. And I was like, okay, now is, is this Rachel been here the whole time? Could be, but for whatever reason, we don't get much. Yep. Um, so and then they, we meet her parents. Yeah. So then we meet her parents, and um, you know, they walk in looking totally unsurprised because they probably had to film it eight times. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes in with another random gift that we don't see opened. Um, and her dad looks like he wants to shit himself, pretty much yeah. off the bat. Hers, her, her dad looks miserable, and I think it's also really interesting and important to note with all of the Rachel stuff that has come to light. And uh, her racist acts in the past and the Instagram and the posts and things like that. Um, A lot of stuff has also come to light about her family. Uh, That they are like, you know, confederacy is heritage, not hate. Like all that trash. Yeah. And it's come to light that they are very much like that. And she also came out in her statement. Yeah. So she has come out and she has stated that her and her parents have very different uh, like ideologies mm-hmm. and politics and views on the world. So she said she loved them very much, but like they are not the same people. Like they are different, like they prioritize and they think different things are important and they believe different things. So it was also really interesting. I was like, all right, I'm ready to see this family dynamic. Eh. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. I mean, like this thing was edited probably to up the wazoo. The only thing we really saw was Rachel um, admitting to her mom how badly she got hurt. Um, and then we saw her dad just hate Matt. every moment. Yeah, hate every moment. Like you could hear his ice clinking in his drink. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> like he was not okay he was not okay and even before they got there he was like why is it so rushed why is it so rushed why what's the rush sir you've been quarantined on a resort for probably three (laughs) weeks and you've had a lot of time to think about why exactly this is rushed like you've had a lot of time to think about it and it's just like I don't know that's all he can think to say I guess and then I don't know like it's like did you not know what this show was like basically I don't know we see what the 35th season yeah why is it rushed sir (laughs) (laughs) um so we see him talking to Matt and we see like there's not really a lot of eye contact going on and he's just kind of like not really for it um whatever like Matt tries to uh make him feel better I didn't even think he was that impressive with that at all because I think he was what Rachel's dad was giving off to Matt I think um you know was not really embracing in any way shape or form so I don't really think Matt was in a position to be like all warm and 
you know, open with him. Yeah. I don't really think he was even opening that door for Matt. So he kind of is just like not really accepting of any of it. And he's just like, hey. And then we see him talking with Rachel and um, he just like steamrolls her. He doesn't let her talk. Like he, you can kind of, kind of like how you were feeling. Like she's kind of just a young 24. Like you can just tell that her dad doesn't really have any confidence in her decision-making here. Yep. He's like really worried about all of it. And even though she tries to make a couple points, he's just like, he's like, this sucks. So that's really all we saw. We didn't see any hard conversations. We didn't, we still have not seen any conversations about, you know, I, about being a black man and marrying into your family or having your daughter, you know, be married to a black man. Just, you know, mm-hmm. do you guys, are you comfortable with everything that entails? Like I'm ready to, you know, tackle these obstacles with her, like nothing, nothing of the right. sort, not even anything, nothing at all. And I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it wasn't there. I don't know if it was but it just so disappointing so disappointing even I will yeah happened nothing 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 I think the other thing like you said about you know it just really came off that Rachel's dad you could see that he doesn't does not trust her judgment like does not think that she's ready to make decisions for herself and the way that he treats her and the way that he was speaking and his body language but also you we also see Rachel in this confessional being so naive yeah I was like blown away by her naivety because she says like well Matt says these things to me and he says that I'm beautiful and he says that he could see me being his wife and that it's just like yeah and like that he's falling in love with me and she says something along the lines of like and I don't think he's saying that to other women I think I'm special and I was just like I feel so bad for this extremely naive, immature woman, when she watches back through, whether she wins or not, when she watches back through and she realizes that he said those things verbatim to other women, like she is not special. And I think that's the thing is we see Rachel, the young girl, again, Rachel, her dad's princess, you know, Rachel, the little like apple of the eye bratty. And it's, the fact that she wants to be special she wants to be taken care of yeah just so weird and and then the fact that she brings in the back to the naivety again the asking my dad for a blessing I just thought that was Uh, so bizarre like if it couldn't even get if it couldn't get worse it did when she was like I really was kind of bummed out that Matt didn't ask my dad for his blessing it was like girl did you sense your dad at all like like why like like I don't I don't know I just thought that was so weird and if you expected that from Matt and that was a big deal to you like you could have maybe like started talking about it earlier on and then maybe Matt you know because Matt is more mature than her Matt could have been like Mm -hmm. well I think that you know and he could have maybe prepared her for his uh no that he (laughs) ends up telling her like no of course he was not going to ask the guy for the blessing the guy couldn't even wrap his head around the idea well, also, in my opinion, it came off as like a trying to cut the line. Yeah. It came off as like trying to cheat the process. Like, yeah, like you know that if he's like putting Matt in this position of, well, if I know if Matt asks for my dad's permission or my dad's blessing, then I know he's going to propose. Yeah. You don't. Yeah, no, no, no. It, it was weird. I, I found it weird, but I wasn't really surprised. But there's been um in the past, there's been a bachelorette who, um, Jojo, she had, I want to say it was a final two. I don't think it was the final four, but she had the final two. And I say that because they had both met her family, like both of the, Mm -hmm. which makes me think it was the final two, because you don't meet the family when it's the, it's the hometowns. Like you don't meet Matt's family. So she had asked those two men, like, I would like you to ask for my dad's blessing. Like that would mean a lot to me. And I, I thought it was kind of weird with her too, but it made a little more sense because it's like, okay, well, if you're getting this far and you know, it's down to two final men, it's like, yeah, you better be ready to propose for me, for me, you know? And granted, I think, I think at the time, a couple of them had issues with it. Like the guy she ended up choosing, he didn't do it. He was like, I just can't, I just, I can't connect with that. And I, I don't align with it. And she had a hard time with it, but I think at the end of the day, she was willing to accept it. Um, but this was weird. It was like, girl, like, of course not. Like, of course he didn't do that. Yeah. It's just kind of weird. You're, you need to do more work. You need to do yeah, more work. Exactly. It's like maybe your dad has told you like, oh, you know, I'd like to give my blessing. And it's like, okay, like you're just checking off all your boxes. But yeah, just another um, immature 
yeah and I I, thought process like any relationship is based on communication and trust and that's the fucked up thing here is these women don't get communication and they don't get trust yeah so it's like when other things that kind of are outside of that thought process try to like Mm -hmm. sneak their way in it's like they don't really belong here but I mean I don't blame you for getting everything confused because I guess it makes for good you know good confrontation and good things for us to watch but it's definitely not a monogamous yeah it's definitely uh, not any type of relationship based traditional, on traditional yeah traditional communication and yeah trust. communication <laughs> and traditional values yeah um kind of just a big old experiment um yeah. so anyway whatever we wrap her night up we don't talk to her sister i really like when the siblings talk none of that no substance yeah. no one's surprised boring 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 whatever boring, boring, boring. where's the personality we move on to brie so off-roading with Brie, um, I forget where she's from, but I, I forgot to write it down. Um, but she she greets him off-roading, which is cute. I like that they she brought again something that like she likes to do. Like, thank you. We didn't get that last yeah. time. Um and then just, it was a throwback to their mm-hmm. first date. Yeah, it was, it cute. was cute. It was cute. And she talks about how like she spent time in the backwoods or something like that. Like something, it had some kind of connection. To something she did when she was growing up and also she looked like she was having so much fun i know it was cute i really it's appreciate it yeah it was yeah. i like when they can just laugh and kind of like let loose so they do that and then did they go to a hot tub in the middle of nowhere was that her um, um you know as you do whatever cute i just i don't know i've never been invested in her because i just like know that he's not i also feel like i know nothing about her yeah we know nothing like, about her at all Nope. I know nothing about her personality. Nope. I mean, I know that she had to quit her job for this and I feel right. terrible. We talked but like, about nothing. We talked to they they have a similar family experience, which is um a great jumping off point for them and was, but we didn't get right. to learn more because everybody wasted their time on stupid stuff. So um whatever. I've I've just always respected her for being so open about um her family situation and so um right. accepting and he was so accepting of it and could relate to it. I I like that from the get-go, but I don't know. We kind of lost it after a while we stopped learning about her. Yeah, it's like we don't even know like I think it's important that we know things about people and like you know we know about her family situation, we know about Matt's and stuff like that, but like we also don't get to know these basic things about the women now like what do they think is funny? What mm-hmm. do they enjoy doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what are their hobbies? Yeah, just like, weird. Yeah, weird. So we're just getting into that. So yeah, and then, but we do see that, I love that we get to meet her mom because Bree's mom is important to her. Right, and her best friend as well. Mm-hmm. And again, it's a super emotional um, uh, reuniting. Uh, everybody's, so lovely. Yeah, everybody seems really happy to be with her. And um finally somebody kind of grills him a little bit and he kind of just like snaps back at her which I didn't like she was like made a joke about somebody said so what have you guys been doing I think the friend was like so what have you been doing and then her mom was like oh well he's been dating it's and he would just kind of like look down and was like I've been dating I've been I don't know he's yeah like a a lame defensive like I don't know yeah I I will say I did not like Matt's behavior on this hometown yeah I don't know I I thought it was not great he also I mean like we started off with an omen we foreshadowed we knew it was gonna go bad when we see Matt walking up with that stupid fucking rabbit oh yeah what the hell was that totally an inter not personal just leave it leave it like was it for the child like that baby is a baby yeah I don't know where he got that thing I feel like it was left over from the carnival date with Piper so he has like a good conversation with the mom and like she kind of like snuffs him with the the seat which was kind mm. of funny yes we need to talk about seat gate so the mom's like Matt, can i steal you for a minute she goes to like shuffle by like how you shuffle by in like a movie theater row and most people you know would not go sit in the first seat and like go to the second seat so like no it was glorious she shuffles to the first seat and then just fucking stops and sits down. And Matt is so far behind her that at this point he like can't turn around to go behind the chair. So he just has to like shuffle by her. And it was, oh my, <laughs> it was play. glorious. It it's was a fucking fun. power play. Yeah. It was the fact that, you know, like she was like, no, I sit first. I'm more important. Like this is my family. You're not a part of it. Stop thinking like you own this place. And then matt just mansplained the shit out of her 
like you know he had all of these answers of being like well this is how it works here and like this is what I'm doing and this is like how I date and like this is and Bree's mom is just like okay yeah like I think she could tell he was intimidated by her energy and she just didn't mm-hmm. really care I think she knew he he I think she was just not impressed yeah I, the, the the vibe I got from my vibe her mom's vibe he and his defensive ass vibe is he knows that it's not her so he yep. just handled this really bad and she deserved better than that but I don't yeah. know I mean speaking of deserving better than that after we say goodbye to Bree's family Bree oh says I'm falling in love with you and Matt answers with thank, thank you, you for, for sharing, sharing that with me. with me yeah that was oh. the the worst oh ending to that date. Th- this whole thing was just like so disappointing. The best parts were the off-roading and then um honestly the conversation that she had with her mom for a little bit when you know you could just see the true love that they have for each other and they were really just welling up mm-hmm. the whole time and she was saying, you know, worst case scenario we bend a broken heart together and then they hugged. It was just such a beautiful moment and I just love when we have those moments of like wow, like the it was like the cameras weren't even there. Um, so we got that out of them, but whatever. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that with me. Get the fuck no, out of here. I would have just, if someone said that, I probably just would have cried or I just would have gotten up and walked away. I've been like, yeah, that so was I'm not done. Good. And she seemed not really phased by it, but anyway, so yeah. it really wasn't all that at all. Um, it was a, it was like, thank you next. Yeah. Then we're on to um, Serena. Serena P, which also, I mean, like this was a huge thing where I was like, this was the first date that we saw where the girl doesn't run towards Matt. Matt ran towards Serena. <laughs> Serena just kind of stood there and yeah. was like, hey. Hey. And yeah, he was he's like, oh, I'm coming. Yeah. Like, thump, 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 thump. Like, <laughs> oh my God. I'm running so to right. you, Serena. And she's yeah. just there like, hey. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's been chasing Serena this whole time. And she's yep. just been like, I, I think I hate you. <laughs> um, But we're going to go with it. So. Yeah. I kind of thought, I feel like through based on our text thread, we had different thoughts about this date. I thought this date was cute. I liked that um, they were trying to be all about the Canadian uh, history with the food and stuff. I thought it was funny that he was answering all the questions wrong and she was like making fun of him. Like, I feel like she's a spitfire and she just doesn't even take any crap. So I liked that. I liked that they were eating. Like, okay, if we can see them eating, like, why don't they eat? normal like why can't we see yeah. people eating and it's not like we heard like lip smacking on the mics like they figured it out but whatever yeah. um but they kind of did they they were a little lazy with the Canada thing could have done could have been like a yeah Canada I felt so bad for Serena so Serena other than Michelle you know she actually tells us about her hometown yeah she's like here's some facts here's what we do this is the sport we play like let's mm-hmm. do something fun mm-hmm. and your girl gets like the decoration in that bar was so sad. I was yeah. so upset for her. I was like, you gave her like dollar store bunting, like plastic bunting. Like if a three-year-old had a Canada birthday. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It was like, yeah, it was like it they was spent so all sad. the budget on Rachel's date about nothing in particular. And, and they, they Serena left- got, yeah. Serena got plastic, like party shitty city. dollar bunting, party city decorations, and the nastiest looking fucking poutine I've ever seen. Yeah, that was rough. I wonder how she really felt about that. But I did like that they ended up wearing the hockey jerseys, and I liked that they ended yeah, up in the ice cute. rink. That was cute. I liked um, that. And then it kind of just like all went downhill from there. Like I feel like her world yeah. just like crashed ar- around her. I I I felt bad for her in real time figuring out that this was not really going to work. So basically her family does that. Yeah. When we see the reveal of Serena seeing her family, I was like, oh, so everything before this point has been what Serena's like with Matt. And now we get to see what Serena is like with people she actually enjoys being around. She lit up in a different way. It was awkward. I did like their vibe. Like it made me happy. Like it was such a, like an uplifting, like their energy Mm -hmm. was fun. Like for the first time I was like, Ooh, fun. Like when she walked in and saw her family, it was just like kind of this warm vibe and everybody was so happy to see her. They were friendly with Matt. Um, I liked that we saw her conversation with her sister. I was like, finally, we see a connection with a sibling because, you know, most of the time the siblings are obviously closer in age to them and Mm -hmm. somebody kind of going through what they can go through and usually the siblings bring up the really tough 
the really tough realizations I feel like the parents kind of just ask like you know the general questions like do you think this is for real like do you really think he cares for you like are you happy but the siblings her sister was literally like you you don't look right yeah face ain't ain't right with this guy like I just don't really see it and you could just tell like her just her world kind of like died like it was like the the jig is up and I, I don't really knew I don't really know when she thought um that that was all kind of gonna come crashing down but I don't know she was just like on a cloud and then her sister was like let's get real and she was like fuck yeah and like her sister said is you don't seem smitten yeah and I think that was first of all great ye old word choice there but um (laughs) I I do like that she made that like that was what she said because when you are in a process like this and it is a very quick process yeah where you know you do have engagement looming over you at the end like you need to be smitten you need to fall head over heels yeah and she's been distant this whole time the viewers have seen it everybody has Mm -hmm. seen it for some reason she basically told Matt she wasn't feeling anything on that yoga date and Matt didn't see it um I was like ha 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 really (laughs) cute let's make out um yeah but yeah the sister breaks it down for her and she couldn't really fake it after that so then so the date ends and like she's really distant and they say goodbye and Matt's like, uh, like I mean Matt Matt pushed it when they yeah. were having that little bench talk at the end like you could see him like pushing to get answers out of her like tell me that you're falling in love with me all of the other women have said they're yeah, falling in so love with me so I can tell you. you thank you for yeah. sharing like <laughs> like tell me tell me like trying to push and like what are you feeling and like she's just not you could see that she wasn't ready yeah and she could not share yeah like it like she just was she clammed up like she was like. You can see that she's like, I can't share yeah. this. I'm not ready. Like she was so confused looking. Yeah. Still thinking about her sister. Yep, and Matt got into that car looking like a five-year-old told to go into timeout. Yeah. He was upset. He was not good. And um, actually, you know what? He was pouting. He was pouting. He was sad. I actually don't think he would have said thank you for sharing. Like Serena. Oh, he would have been so like, into Serena. Yeah. He's been really, really into Serena. And if she hasn't been, if she hadn't been, um if her walls hadn't been up so much I mean I don't know point blank if she you know was feeling a connection with him which she really isn't uh she would be it this would be different because he's like he really 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 is into her um so then we see him with Chris Harrison basically we wrap the episode up with like him uh trying to go back and see he talks to Chris Harrison not really sure why but Chris Harrison's like you should go talk to her you didn't get your answer so he's like okay so then he like goes over to her room or whatever and she's like looking so cute like uh, looking like she's ready to outfit. peace yeah she looks great she's wearing like natural hair it's like all of a sudden she feels like free or something like yeah. she's just like I'm out like and- she she looked exactly like how I wish and hope I look like on an airplane yeah she looks so great and I guess what I don't. Yeah, I don't like no, anything like that. Never in my life. No. Oh my God. So I don't know. She just looks ready to go. And then basically she just breaks his heart. Like he kind of asks her for answers again. And she's like, I you're not my person. She straight up says you're oh. not my person. And he says that no. was a that was an intense line when and like you could see the build up to her delivering it and you could see the emotion and everything behind it. Like we this was a really raw moment for this season. Yeah, I felt like this season has been very scripted or planned. Like, I feel like a lot of the the contestants have planned what they were going to say. Like, it was a lot of like, they've had a lot of time to pre-thought and especially with all the girl drama. But this was, this was really just watching something actually happen. And I felt, I felt for her so hard when she, you know, was gearing up to say it and you see her look down and she just gets quiet. And she's like, I think you're not my person. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't look at him. Yeah. And it was just, it was hard. I mean, this was a breakup. This was a fucking breakup. Yeah. This was, yeah. Yeah. And like you said, Matt says nothing. It's the first time we see him speechless. Mr. Always has an answer. Mr. You know, rehearsed answers. Mr. Groundhog day of answers. Yeah. This fucked him up. He, mm-hmm. he didn't know what to do with himself. And you could tell he almost like wanted to be mad, but he knew that wasn't appropriate. So he was like, you could see his gears turning and literally trying to figure out what to say because he had nothing in his back pocket oh, to pull yeah. out. Because I really think he was, I mean, they love to say it, blindsided completely by her somehow. Like, I feel like he's just been so blinded by how he feels for her that he wasn't really getting on, getting that she was not into it. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I felt bad. I did feel bad for her because sometimes you want like I've had that before where you really want to feel something, but you just don't. And yep. like like we tried, but I just can't. I just can't. And it it breaks him. So then she takes over the show and, and she asks if she can walk him out. And then she oh my God, amazing. Him in a car and then he cries big, big tears. Yep. In and the car. Doesn't she he? like, yeah. And you can just see her like it was a, her Thelma and Louise exit. Like she was free. Yeah. She was out it. of there. And then we do a rose ceremony. The most the most mother effing anticlimactic rose ceremony. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the girls are standing there at fire dresses. The dresses look oh my really God. great. So good. And it's always funny to think of like the problem of deciding, like, do I think I'll be here next week? Like, can I save this dress? Like, yeah. is it gonna be the dress I can wear next week? So the dresses always get really good at the end. Um, but yeah, anticlimactic. And I wanted so bad for so basically they see that there's only three roses. She doesn't show up. He tells them. And then, you know, he gives them the the opportunity to accept the rose, which is just, you know, that's just formula and that's tradition. Mm-hmm. And I wanted so bad for Chris to come out and be like the final rose tonight. Just like make us laugh. Like that would have been funny. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like this is the final rose tonight, but nope. Yeah. And then the episode ends with Rachel in the confessional saying, we have now lost the falling. She has now gone from falling in love to Rachel loves Matt. Ooh, big surprise. Big surprise. Um, but yeah, Rachel loves Matt, despite her father hating everything. Yeah, despite her <laughs> not sharing anything, despite him not sharing anything, despite them not talking about yeah. actual real possibility of a life. They love each other. Even when they first said it, when they first said it, like yeah. weeks ago, I was like, what? Why? I was like, why do you love each other? Why? Yeah, it was just like, no. Oh, that's um, that. And that was it. Yeah. So that was the uh, that was the hometown recap. So thanks for listening to this recap with Malls. I'll have her on the next one. All right, Bachelor Nation, stay strong with this season. We're on. We're trucking through. <laughs> yeah, it's happening. All right. See you on the Women Tell All episode. Bye, BBs. <laughs>